Hello and welcome back everybody to this week's edition of the About to Review podcast. I'm your host, that guy named John, and across the table from me is returning favorite, Tim Hall, the People's Critic. I get, I'm a favorite now. You have always been even, a favorite. Even though I haven't gotten a review yet, I'm a favorite. Oh, this is I'm awkward. a fan favorite. The People's Champ, apparently. There, yes, yes, exactly. <sighs> so, one, day, one day I'll get a review. You will. Just one. I, I'm sure it will. Just happen. for Valentine's Day, show some love. So is that is that, is that what your Valentine's I'm Day plans just, are? <laughs> listen, I don't have any other plans. Might as well. <laughs> right. Might as well get some iTunes reviews. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, if you want to go on iTunes and leave a five-star review, uh, that would be great. Mm-hmm. And it will be uh, it will be read aloud. Uh, please mention Tim. If you mention me just once, even if you say you hate me, I just want to mention. That's, that's it. it. Ooh, Oscar Wilde. As long as they're talking good about me. Or if they're, as long as they're talking good about me or bad about me. As long as they're talking about me. Something like that. Or I don't care if they're talking good about me or bad about me, as long as they're talking about me. Didn't Bobby Brown say that too? Well, probably. Probably. <laughs> probably said a lot. Bobby said a lot. Oof. Yeah. Most of it was intelligible. Wait, did, did you watch that new edition? No, but I heard it was really oh, good. Oh, yeah. You got to watch that. Like, I heard it was legitimately It was really legit. Good. I was like, BT, and I, you know, I roll my eyes like everybody else. <laughs> but then when I saw it, the, the only, I guess, negative is that... Uh, Way too many commercials. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. You said that. And it really messed with, like, the pacing. Mm. But if you can get past that, if you can stream it anywhere and watch it, like, the performances were great. They completely reenact, like, the if this, if this isn't love video and the, the Can You Stand the Rain scene is great and when they were kids. And nice. you realize how much money they weren't actually making. And, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it, And just the group coming together and BBD and, you know, Bobby solo run and mm-hmm. Ralph Trezvan going solo. Like looking back on those things, like even looking at some of the promos and everything, yeah. you start to remember how big of a cultural phenomenon that whole thing was. And how good the music was. Yeah. I think we forget that. Like I was talking with Chris Lambert from the Mundane Festival and he was saying uh, how like a lot of people, like a lot of artists now, it's a lot of like harmonizing and humming and not mm-hmm. a lot of actual like singing Mm -hmm. and you know after watching this i went back and listened to a bunch of old new edition stuff and i was like these dudes were singing like Mm -hmm. for real well when you think about it man we could go on a whole tangent a whole different (laughs) podcast but like how much better like what happened to r&b groups like true r&b and nobody wants to put that money up well okay and and that was one thing but now since 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 the music industry is kind of man i always go back to this kanye interview he i know Kanye is off the deep end now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He did a BBC One interview like three, four years ago, and he talked about like the music industry being hit uh, when when Apple Music hit, and like it was, it was mm. like the, that iceberg hitting the Titanic, and now the the ship is sinking, and everyone's trying to to, to hold on to that certain house and certain car levels, so they're grabbing on to other other ventures, other venues, clothing, mm-hmm. uh, being named CEO of Blur- Burberry or whatever, right. And, Right, anything, anything to keep the money up because the money's not coming in, right? Mm-hmm. When I talked to my students last summer, I was talking to them about downloading music, and they, mm-hmm. were, they saw nothing wrong with downloading a song. Mm-hmm. Like we were old enough to remember when it was like quote unquote illegal to download music, right? not quote unquote. It straight up was, yeah, but you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying. But but for them, like that's that's how they consume their music, mm-hmm. and they think that's how they show love to to the artist. So so say you're you love Twenty One Savage, and he's got a record out. And I send you the link. You just click, and you'll stream it and download it. And you're you're not concerned about I need to actually buy this record. Now you mm-hmm. you might buy the record, but now these young kids show love by going to concerts, mm-hmm. talking about them on social media, buying merch, 
all kind of other avenues other than actually buying the record. And so yeah. that's a whole and you know and going you know they actually do go to shows, but that's a whole revenue stream that's just gone for them. Mm -hmm. So a revenue that, stream that honestly was not even that big for the artist. Yeah, no. comparatively, no, for the artist, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, but everyone wanted to go platinum. Everyone wanted platinum. Mm -hmm. Everybody wanted to go gold. Like it meant something to say, I went gold. I went platinum. Um, mm -hmm. But so, so with that whole revenue stream gone, like imagine with less. So the studio, these record companies are giving artists less money, mm -hmm. and so that's less money to to split. So why would I want to be in a group yeah. for the singing dudes? I just man, I miss it though. Cause someone's got to be the Beyonce <laughs> and the Justin Timberlake of that group, right. or the Bobby Brown that breaks out mm -hmm. and goes solo. Raphael Sadiq, yeah, type thing. Raphael left. Mm -hmm. Zayn Malik left. Yeah. There's always one who's just like I'm better than the rest of you, so let me go do what I got to do. Welcome to the '80s and '90s R&B uh, <laughs> podcast, no, no, but where we talk about all of the groups <laughs> that we really miss. <laughs> but but. Tying in the film, like those groups were big, and I remember Bobby Brown had that song on the Ghostbusters Two soundtrack. Mm -hmm. That still is a good song. I, mm -hmm. I listened to it the other day, and I was like, "This is still a good song." <laughs> like that was that. Those were things that happened in the eighties and nineties that I don't know. Now, so some weird cameo and some odd was like, "Oh, this is so and so." Well, the, the person's playing themselves, mm -hmm. which is you know whatever. But congratulations, yeah, you played yourself. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. <laughs> Yeah, I, I miss it. I don't know. I don't. I don't know who what the, what the group would be. Yeah, because there was like a, there were a bunch, a bunch that had yeah. like legitimate hits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. But that is not the topic of That's this. Not yet. That is uh, not of the, of sorry, this episode. Sorry uh, <laughs> you have to edit all that out. Right. I like I edit things. Come on now. <laughs> uh, so on this on this episode, we are going to talk about uh, a couple different things. Uh, first, the the new TV show on FX called Legion. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that for a little bit. And then on to two recent movies that just came out, John Wick 2 and Lego Batman. So, first, before we kind of go into those, what what are you feeling right now with 2017 movies? Like, do is there hope? Oh, yes. Okay. There's a lot of hope. Mm -hmm. That hope is around the corner. Uh, that hope is hoping that Logan is good. Mm -hmm. uh, hoping that all the buzz about Get Out is what people say it is. Mm -hmm. Hoping that the Guardians of the Galaxy perfect score they got at the screening is, is that 100 they scored mm -hmm. is legit. Um, once we get into May, I think we'll start to really get into like revving up the, the year. Mm -hmm. um, but for now, it's just sort of shaking off the early stuff, all that Oscar stuff. You know, Oscars equals arguing. So we'll get a bunch of like, who shouldn't have won? Oh, yeah. Who did win? Is La La Land somehow going to be, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the victim of Oscars so white? It won't. The, uh, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> yeah. right? That, that's a I don't believe it, but that's a legitimate conversation people mm -hmm. are having. It, so once all that stuff gets out the way, I think we'll we'll get into the groove of, of what, what I expect to be a fantastic year in film. Because that is the thing, like, looking forward, yeah. 2017 looks great it always like in the beginning of the year when in that january february time slot you and i have talked about it before it gets a little bit rough it's slow it's, and like, you walking, start... it's like walking through quicksand <laughs> yeah so th there have been you know some good ones so far but man i just spring spring is really gonna start to change things so because we've, we've already had some pretty bad movies bye bye man rings right. Mm -hmm. uh, we've had some trash already, and, but I think because we expect it, we're cool with it. Like, all right, this is mm -hmm. some garbage. This is January, down. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's get to it. Gotcha. So moving on to TV show. 
TV show. Legion. Legion. So the first episode is out. Uh, do you want to kind of give people the the breakdown of? I don't even know if I can explain the <laughs> breakdown. Uh, it's about this young man who apparently is Professor X's son, mm-hmm. who's in this mental facility, mm-hmm. and he's. The first episode is really just him. Listen, because I don't know what the show is going to be about. Yeah, neither I do I. Zero <laughs> idea. All I know is it's set in the seventies. And his first episode, or is it? Or is it? Mm-hmm. The first episode is him. He's been having these visions and mm-hmm. having these issues, and he's in this mental facility. He thinks he knows something's not right. Mm-hmm. They're, they're playing with the fact that he may have a mental illness, but he, but he does have mutant powers. He can he can do these things that mm-hmm. they're saying are figments of his imagination. Mm-hmm. But they want to harness his power, and then there's someone there who's like, "We need to just gas him," and like. <laughs> Let's mm-hmm. just kill him. And the guy's like, no, wait, let's figure out what makes him tick. Yeah. How we can use him. Because he's as, the most powerful mutant that they've seen. Mm-hmm. And so then he meets this girl and mm-hmm. he says at one point they switch bodies. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I, here's the thing. I don't know if that really happened. I can't tell. That is the, it's trippy. This show is, is, is so weird. And I hope, my hope for this show is that it does not fall into the, the pitfall of a lot of these types of shows mm-hmm. where they put a lot of money into the pilot to kind of get people interested. Right. And then it really starts to fade. Right. Because that money that they got for the pilot to make everything look great, the studio is like, mm, you only have this much now for the next six episodes. Yeah. So it is kind of tough. Like, I'm wondering how that will play into the way the show yeah. interacts with itself and just what it does. And also they've got... Dan Stevens, who's going to be in Beauty and the Beast, who's mm-hmm. going to be a humongous star when that's over. I like, mm-hmm. I'm like. i a fan of Dan Stevens. I love him in The Guest, which is on Netflix. You, mm-hmm. should, you should watch it if you haven't seen it. Um, and then Aubrey Plaza. So they're both in this show, mm-hmm. and these guys, are they're both moderate movie stars. Yeah. So how long can you keep this cast around mm-hmm. and tell this? So how, so how flushed out the story is going to be? Is it something like Netflix where you just shot the whole season and it's a really short season? Or just, is well, going I think to be they like only a... did eight episodes. I think this is only an eight episode season. So what happens at the end of the season? Are you bringing them back? Because mm-hmm. I don't know how you bring that group back. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but that's beyond beside the point. Like how they keep the show going is one thing. I do, however, like FX as a home for the show. It it makes sense. I mean, it makes sense because I mean FX and Fox. I mean, they own the X Men stuff, which. That is the thing. The question that has been going around that various people have asked and had various answers over the past <laughs> few months, is this part of the X-Men continuity? And if so, which one? And how does it fit in? I don't trust Fox. Not at all. I don't trust <laughs> So every, every time they get asked, they're like, well, this could tie in, blah, blah. You might see an appearance of so-and-so. And then two months later, they're like, no, this is its own thing. A month later, well, it might tie And it was like, just make a show. Yeah. Just make a solid make show. A show. Stop trying to tie it into everything. And here's the thing, like we, here's the, here's the frustrating part for me. Like we know how to make these shows. We've seen Netflix's mm-hmm. model. Um, we've seen some of what FX is able to do and what AMC does with The Walking Dead, and what ABC does with um, Agents of Shield, and what mm-hmm. what you know the CW does with their shows with The Flash and Arrow, and they got this whole shared universe with Supergirl, yeah. Legends of Tomorrow. So, you're right. Mm-hmm. So we have a template for however you want to do the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and they seem to ignore all of that, <laughs> pretty I, much. And I don't know why they do it. I don't know. I don't know what what the benefit is, other than we don't want to do it like the way they do it. Yeah, we don't want to copy those people who are incredibly successful yeah. who have five interconnected uh, but you, shows. But you yeah, can no. take it and tweak it, like, I, <laughs> which is fine. You can take it and tweak it. But like, 
I, I don't know. I like FX as a home. I hope that whoever's mm-hmm. behind the show embraces it. Because p- part of the problem I have with Fox's shows on, on Fox is that they don't stand behind their shows. They've had yep. great shows. Like Almost Human was good. They mm-hmm. just were like, didn't stand behind it. APB looks fun. It does look fun. <laughs> I, watched, I, I enjoyed the first episode. I don't know if the network stands behind it. Because they get their money from like NFL and mm-hmm. Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where Fox's income is. It's all that. So they're playing with house money at this point. So why not just get behind the show, throw some effort behind it, let let the creatives create, and, and see if they can make something that's great. Because yeah. you know, the problem is everyone wants a show that people talk about, like Atlanta or mm-hmm. you know, these shows that people love, like the Shonda verse that she has on ABC, but no one wants to put people in charge to be creative with it, and no one wants to sort of step out of the way and mm-hmm. let them do it, right? You want all the praise, and you, you but you don't. And you also, you want to have your hands on and everything. And it just doesn't, that's not how it's yep. going to go. It's never how it works out. Mm-hmm. And like you want the next Game of Thrones, but you got to get out of the way. Like HBO gets out of the way. HBO's like, here's a pile of money. Please make your show. And they trust the creators. They trust the directors, trust, trust the writers. Them. And with this, yeah, it it, it is going to be interesting right. because I think they did a smart thing in that they took a character, Legion, that, again, similar to Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Unless you are a hardcore comic book person, right. you might not have any idea who Legion was. None. And so Legion, I mean, yeah, he was Professor X's son. His, his backstory got real weird. Right. Um, his wife, or his wife, his mom, was a Holocaust survivor similar to, you know, Magneto. This is back when they were kind of buddy-buddy. Mm-hmm. It just, it was weird. But it was done by Chris, Chris Claremont who, back in the day, he did a 17-year run on X-Men, mm-hmm. you know, creating characters like, hmm, oh yeah, Jubilee, Mystique, Emma Frost. They're cool characters. Dark Phoenix. Like, he, his run on X-Men will never be topped. Mm-hmm. So at this point, like, he was at the highest of the high, and he was like, sure, here's a story. And, and it worked. Right. You know, and it might not be something that, again, people know about, so they can kind of do whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. You, rarely are you going to have people being like, well, I remember this. Yeah. It's like, no. <laughs> yeah. So I think that was really smart. Yeah. It was similar to even Flash right. on, on TV show. Like, okay, if you watch Justice League and Justice League Unlimited and everything, most people who are watching it, they're just like, this is just a fun show. Right. So taking an, a relatively unknown character and building a show around it, mm-hmm. smart. If you want to try and tie it in, Okay. Don't don't do that. But it, yeah, just let don't it do that. let it be on its own, right? And stand by its own merits. Yeah, and, so. I, and I hope they stand behind it. And I hope they keep creating a show that's. I mean, the, at least the first episode was really interesting mm-hmm. enough for me to want to watch again. So I hope they continue it. That's it. That's all I can ask for at this point. Is you continue to make the show very interesting and fun to watch, and I, maybe they'll tie in some mutants. Well, they 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 tied. There are people with powers in this show. Yes, and they do mention mutants. Yes. Yeah, I just <laughs> you know I mean some some more well known characters even if it's just a cameo even if the person's not using their mutant ability even if it's just yeah hey there's Gambit that that would be nice that would be cool if they could actually get him right for once just, yeah. uh, outside of the '90s animated show in which it was perfect yeah it was perfect oh what you didn't you didn't like him in the Wolverine movie Taylor Kitsch no no you not, like not you at like all. Riggins playing him no not at all <laughs> oh, yeah. um, poor yeah. Taylor Kitsch man so. <laughs> But yeah, the show looks the show looks good so far. Yeah, I'm excited for it. 
I'm interested to see what they do. I'm glad mm-hmm. that they went kind of out of the box. And they were like, all right, here's a character that we can yeah. kind of play around with that nobody is really going to care about. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they're able to get it green lit with that character, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that they, that whatever thinking went behind that continues. I think the only reason it got made, though, mm-hmm. is because somebody, maybe, uh, who is the director? Noah, Noah Crowley, something like that. Uh, Noah, Noah Holly. I'm pretty sure when he went to the studios, he was like, all right, here's this mutant, and blah, blah. And they're like, uh-huh. And he was like, it's Professor X's son. And they're like, sold. Sold. Get it on the air. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, if he just went in there with, like, a generic mutant plot, yeah, not going to happen. Yeah, but, I'm, I'm going to give them time to flesh out the show. No. Yeah. Cool. So, so far, so good on Legion. Moving on to John Wick. Wait, before we get to John Wick, I Ooh. was going to... Did you look at that that clip of them talking about Infinity War since we're talking about comic books? Uh, yes, like the three and a half minute. How amazing behind the scenes! What What were your initial thoughts when you watched it? My initial thoughts. So I'm watching it and I'm like, all right, Robert Downey Jr., you know, Chris Pratt. Oh, wait, this is happening. (laughs) Yeah, like this. Going back to 2008. Yeah, like when Iron Man first came out and I was losing my mind, just like so many of us were. Yeah, never did I think. That this was going to happen. Yeah. I remember watching that Hulk movie and at the end. The post credit is Robert Downey Jr. walking in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Stark walking in to talk to, to um, what's his face? Holt, what's his name? Bruce Banner? No, no, no. no. He's oh. talking to the, the general. What's his name? I'll keep getting Oh, uh, Thunderbolt Ross. Thunderbolt Ross. And he's talking about putting a group together. And I was like, no way. Like, mm-hmm. I remember watching that thing like, yeah, right. We're not going to get Avengers. Because mm-hmm. what comes with Avengers is all this other stuff that we're getting now. Uh, I was really... I had two thoughts. I initially was like, I can't believe this is happening. Mm-hmm. And how, and, and in the clip, Marvel Studios released a clip on Twitter. You can find it if you go mm-hmm. to the Twitter account. But in a three-minute clip, it's Kevin Feige talking about this interconnected world they wanted to build and how it all connected. And, mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah, that's how it's supposed to work. And my second <laughs> thought was like, DC is so far behind. Like, I that mean, was the second thought I had. Yeah. It was like, because in the same weekend, we're just news about who's going to do the Batman movie, who's going to direct the Batman movie. When the world Flash is falling, have a falling apart around DC's shoulders. Yeah, Flash doesn't have a director. Mm-hmm. Um, for the third time. For the third time. Mm-hmm. They're saying Justice League is a mess. They said, so the thing about Flash, uh, page one rewrite yeah. is what happened in the past couple weeks. Okay, yeah. for those of you who might not yeah. you know, follow Hollywood news or whatever. First of all, good for you. Most of it is garbage yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> if you hear the words page one rewrite, it is bad it's news because that means everything is getting scrapped. Yeah. So yeah. DC is on the struggle bus big time. Yeah. They're 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 behind the A-ball. Mm-hmm. Like for real. And then to see Marvel sort of just lay out this dream Beautiful project. Beautiful plan. Yeah. This dream like the and and Everyone looks excited to be on set, mm-hmm. and they're all wild. These people have been in these these monstrous movies, and they're all wild. Like already, mm-hmm. like this is gonna be fan- crazy. So well, I can't wait. I can't wait to see the first footage from it. I can't wait to see what it looks like. Yeah, what story they're gonna tell, how they end up facing Thanos. They've already said Thanos is gonna be the big bad baddest villain. Uh, finally, finally, the the, <laughs> the Marvel scene uh, on the in the cinematic universe. So I'm I can't wait. But mm-hmm. yeah, that was. Well, like, it was I, incredible. I've never seen anything like that come out of DC. And DC has, I'm not ragging on DC. <laughs> DC mm-hmm. has Wonder Woman and Batman and Superman 
and the Flash. The most well-known characters yeah, on the planet. They've got these crazy characters mm-hmm. that they're just fumbling around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this isn't. Someone's got to, they need someone to guide them. They need a Kevin Feige. They yeah. need somebody to be they like, okay, I know how to write a story. Yeah. I know how to connect stories. And, and have let a, me get in touch with all of the writers. And have a vision. There's yes. no vision for what they're doing. Mm-hmm. There's no vision. I was just listening to uh, the Lando Cow podcast, mm-hmm. and Daryl was on there just trying to explain to them like, there's no, there's no vision for it. Like, oh, we're supposed to do a movie with with Poison Ivy and oh, yeah, Harley Go- Quinn. Gotham City Sirens. Yeah. What? <laughs> Listen, that's fine, but where's the vision? Like, there's no vision for it. Like, Marvel mm-hmm. has all their phases laid out about what they're going to for the do. next 15 years. Right. <laughs> Right, and it seems like overkill, but it makes sense. But mm-hmm. that the, oh, they're gonna do a Justice League dark action live action movie. Okay, <laughs> can we just yeah. get a Flash movie made? Mm-hmm. Just one, just one. <laughs> yeah. Can we just get the Batman movie made? Mm-hmm. These these characters are the foundation of your universe, and you can you can't get those made, but you're telling me you're gonna do all these obscure characters, especially when when Ben Affleck like three or so weeks ago, because when he was putting out all the press for Live by Night. Yeah. Which you can listen to me and Tim talk about that movie, which is yeah. kind of a train wreck. Yeah, uh, a train wreck. Every press interview he did, they were like, cool, cool, live by night. Yeah, yeah. What about Batman? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was just like, Tell us about this gajillion dollar franchise you're supposed to be was, a part of. He was getting so tired of it. And he said, and you got to watch, when you were doing this many interviews, you got to watch what you say. He was like, it's happening, but if I don't like the script, I'm not going to direct it. Bad idea. You should not have said that because then two weeks later he was like, you know, I wanted to focus on just the character. It takes more than that. I'm I'm not going to direct this. And I was like, you remember what you said? You're a good uh, director, Ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not we're not. Yeah, you're not a first time director. So all right, yeah. Real real worried about that. Should uh, be. Yeah. yeah, Marvel. Good 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 for you. I can't wait. I. Yeah. And what is crazy is like now that we are in phase three three yeah, yeah phase three, you have somebody like you know our our. Dear friend Jess for yeah. Bay, Tom Holland. Oh gosh. In yes. that same clip, he was like, I remember watching Iron Man in 2008 and it was the greatest thing and now I'm here and it was like this is happening. Like this is yeah. real life. But to me like Tom Holland's uh his excitement points to what's so good about the universe. Like Absolutely. people are excited about being in these projects. And yes, there are these big I remember Robert Downey Jr. talking about Chris Evans and saying like you know, sometimes you forget how big these movies are mm-hmm. and you go to premiere and you're like oh this is huge mm-hmm. and you travel around the world you're in china you're like places doing this premieres these premieres everywhere and you realize how big the project is and there's nothing like it there's nothing like being in a project like that yeah you can do these you can do a great movie that gets nominated like um la la land mm-hmm. which is fine for like the the circuit run you get to do yeah. all these banquets but there's nothing like showing up in china to like a million screaming people walking mm-hmm. out, showing them a clip of your superhero movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Incredible. being a rock star. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It absolutely is. So that, that was our Marvel minute. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, I just, I just, I, <laughs> took a few minutes. It just popped in my head. Like, yeah. yeah. It, it looks incredible. They know what they're doing. I trust them. And yeah. that is the biggest thing. There's a lot of trust. DC, I want to trust them. Can't. <laughs> Can't. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've already, like, if this was a relationship, I've already been on multiple bad dates with DC. Multiple, wow. multiple bad dates. And mm-hmm. I'm like, do I want to do this again? Mm-hmm. Or should I just call an Uber and go home? And like, because this isn't working out for me. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Maybe yeah. they burn. May, maybe Wonder Woman burns me. Maybe it's, maybe it's a good date. 
we will I, I find ha- out. I have hope. I have hope. Yeah. But she's pregnant now, so we'll see what happens there. Oh yeah. She yeah. already filmed everything. Yeah. Everything is done that is going to be made, maybe. <laughs> uh all right, so moving on to the first movie of our of our list on today's episode, John Wick Two. Chapter two. Chapter oh yes. John, John Wick Chapter, chapter two. two, which no. is important because Don't disrespect Mr. Wick now. I'll do that. So how about if, if how about you talk about the first John Wick and then I can start with the the second one. Oh, oh the first John Wick was great. Mm-hmm. It was a very streamlined movie about a, a man, a retired hitman who mm-hmm. left the game to be married. His wife dies, mm-hmm. some illness, some undisclosed illness. Um <laughs> she leaves him a puppy, mm-hmm. which is very sweet. And so it's this at this point in the movie I'm like, oh, I don't know what this movie's about, but it looks sweet. Yeah. Um uh to ten minutes later yeah, and fifty bodies later. Yeah, I care, I care. Uh, then these these bad guys, the son of a mobster, breaks into his house, steals his car, kills his dog, mm-hmm. and he goes on revenge. He sort of unretires and mm-hmm. goes on a killing spree to get um, his car back mm-hmm. and get revenge on the person <laughs> who killed his dog, his last memory of his wife. So yeah, so it's just the body count piles up, <laughs> yeah. and you. We, we, but we learn about sort of this hitman underworld. We learn about mm-hmm. the Continental Hotels. They've got a cleaning crew, Charlie and his cleaning crew, and yeah. we've got the the chop shop, and it's all these this, this sort of underbelly has an entire like system that it runs on these gold coins that people use to pay stuff for, and people Which, calling these old phones like it's really crazy. I one of the things that I loved about the first movie mm-hmm. is the world building. Yes, like it was incredible because flat out this is just a revenge movie. Oh, for sure. Like, beginning to end, it is a revenge movie. Just people getting shot. And, oh, man. Not just shot. John Wick, in, in the first one, and it continues in the second one, he double taps everybody. Yeah, he's Mr. Like, double Tap. He is not messing around. Two to the chest, one to the head, <laughs> yeah. every single time. And it was just... You're dead. You're yeah. There's no, like, you're still breathing. Yeah. So that was pretty crazy. But the world building that they were able to do. Right. Again, with these, like, kind of mysterious gold coins that... Mm-hmm. Are these symbols that is kind of like you know Velar Morgalis in Game of Thrones? Yeah, you know where there's this coin that some that a certain group of people knows exactly what that coin is, mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, you can get whatever you want. Right. So that was that was fantastic, mm-hmm. but yeah, what when you first saw the first one, uh-huh. were you worried that Keanu Reeves was in another action movie? No, Why? I wasn't. I like him in action movies. Mm-hmm. That's that's where I like him. I don't want to see him in some weird romantic comedy or like the what was Sandra Bullock one. Or yeah. there was like a lake, the, lake the lake house, house? the yeah. lake house. Yeah, they were like passing letters to the mailbox. Yeah, <laughs> through time or something. That's how, however you find love. Listen, yeah. I'm, I'm with it. Yeah, but I didn't want to see him in that. Mm-hmm. I think an action. I I didn't think it'd be a franchise, but an action movie was great for him. And I think and the a character like John Wick who doesn't say much, who sort of is this brooding mm-hmm. sort of man on a mission works for him. Yeah. And it's just a matter I know he could do the character. It's a matter of could we build a story around the character that was fun and entertaining and gave fans of the genre something new to watch. And they they can they hit all the marks on the first movie. All mm-hmm. of them. And it's it's a short movie. It gets right to the point. Yeah. I was looking at that let me see. It gets right to it. Yeah, hour forty one. Yep. So just gets over right ninety minutes to it, and yeah, just starts rolling. This is one of those action movies where you could use 
any cliche you wanted to to describe it. Yeah. You know, pulse pounding, edge of your seat thriller. Yep. And everything works. It's awesome. Yeah. Like everything works because they knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah. The director, uh, Chad Stahelski. Mm-hmm. You really nailed that because I was not going to try it. Yeah, sure. Of course. Uh, me and Chad, we go, we go way back. <laughs> you and Chad, you and the Chad. Um, when you take a stuntman mm-hmm. and then give him a movie to direct, it can go south real quick. Right. But his vision of like, okay, this is how I want these fight scenes laid out. Because this is a combat system mm-hmm. that we had not seen really in modern action movies. So, yeah, it's a lot more real. I mean, movie, well, well, Hollywood well, realistic. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we'll wait till we start talking about the second movie until before I can sort of explain that. It's a yeah. lot more realistic than most movies. Mm-hmm. And it's just like there is a really good hand-to-hand element. Yes. Uh, the gunplay. It goes a little bit into one of my guilty the, pleasures. The gunfu. Iku, uh, gunkata. The gun-kata. Thank you very much. <laughs> Stop disrespecting me by calling it gunfu. It is gunfu. Uh, but yeah, gunkata where John Wick is just shooting people through walls. He knows where they are. But it works. It, it, it works. portrays this believable, hyper-realistic world. Right. Because, you know, the one of the bridges in both movies, that connects both movies, is the, the myth of John Wick, right? Mm-hmm. In the beginning of the second movie, the guy talks he, when he's talking about the pencil and killing the guys with right. the pencil. Like, and, yeah, 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 we yeah. know. He's like, who does that, right? So, mm-hmm. he, you know, but he also says, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but, you know, what you've heard about him, it's probably been watered down. Mm-hmm. Like, so there's this myth because when people bring up his name, it's like you heard a ghost and people Baba are Yaga. Like, yeah. Yeah. And people are, are like, oh, John Wick. And so they're mm-hmm. kind of, even when he runs into people who previously know him, they're like, oh, Mr. Wick. Yeah, right this way. Like <laughs> he's got this sort of myth about him. So whatever mm-hmm. he did in his past life, uh, he was he was the man. He was the guy who, if he came for you, you were a dead man. Which or I woman. liked. I <laughs> I liked that they trusted the audience enough, right, to give us that story of this pseudo mythological guy who is just unstoppable mm-hmm. without needing to show us any flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Of what he, they showed flashbacks of like his wife before mm-hmm. she died. Of course, they have to put that element in there. But you never saw like, oh, back in 94 when he was the Kremlin. Like, no. Mm-hmm. They just, the characters in the movie told you about John Wick enough where you're like, man, this guy must have done all those things without needing to see it. Right. And that is a huge success. Yeah, because we don't see him in the first movie. We don't see him do anything until like 20 minutes in. Yeah. Is when, when they raid his house. Mm-hmm. It's, and then you see the flip yeah. switch, and you're, you're like, like, "Oh, Oof. <laughs> yeah, this is what this is what he was talking about when he called him the boogeyman." Mm-hmm. Got it. You know, but the the one thing I like about the character John Wick is he's a really tortured person. Absolutely, here's a man who killed a ton of people. Um, mm-hmm. Who, and the woman mentions this in the in the in the second movie, but is he concerned about damnation? And he said yes. So he's mm-hmm. someone who's very fully aware of the atrocities he's committed. Mm-hmm. He he gets out the game for love, then he loses his wife, mm-hmm. and still, as opposed to kind of going down the rabbit hole, being yeah. like, "Oh, back to my old life," he was like, "No." He's sort of trying to rest in, in peace because he he had found this thing, mm-hmm. and then he's pulled back into this world, and we see it in the second movie. Like he he goes back to that house that's burnt down. He's mm-hmm. constantly looking at videos of his wife. He the first thing he does when he gets his car back is open the glove compartment. There's a picture. There's a card in there and a picture of him and his wife. Mm, 
disagree. That oh that okay that is the first thing he does with his car. Yeah, I was like because that same car that we think we are led to believe <laughs> that this car is what he was after. In the second one, we will get into it. Yeah, but no, because that car that he loves so much gets trashed. Right. So it wasn't the car. It was the card. It was the card was, inside yeah, the card. It was the card. So you realize that that's the thing that's been driving him. Mm-hmm. He's a really just a tortured human being. And we should probably get into the second movie. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the first one, if you have not seen it, go and see it. If go you like it. action movies, go and see it. If you want to see an action movie with Keanu Reeves post-Matrix, but you're kind of worried about it, do not worry. If you ever thought about being a hitman, go see it. Sure. <laughs> go see it. But uh, what was it? The people, the thing that sometimes people forget with the Matrix, right? That was not the first time Keanu Reeves had done action movies. Point Break, he had done Point Break, Johnny Mnemonic, Johnny like, Mnemonic. He yeah. he had been doing that for a while. Mm-hmm. So when people start seeing this and they're like, "Oh yeah, he does action movies," like, "Yeah, he has been doing it for thirty years." Yeah. yeah. So yeah, go see the first one. Second movie. So this movie, it picks up honestly what seems like a month later. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, his dog is bigger, so I don't well, his, know his, that dog is thick. what. But okay, kind maybe. Of time. But I mean, it was a it's, pup- it's not it's not that long. It was a puppy and it was a pit bull, so they're kind of solid anyway. Not kind of, they are solid. So maybe six months or right. something. But man, they pick up like this was a TV show from episode one to episode two. Right. The same set, it yeah. feels like, like whoever, whoever did the set design. Mm-hmm. They were able to go back to that same place. At least, if they if it was not the same place, it looked exactly the same. All right. So it goes back there. He gets pulled back into the life again. I mean, it starts. The movie starts with the chasing. Yeah. He's chasing the guy <laughs> on the motorcycle. On the motorcycle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So it starts off like that. Then of course he goes to the car shop, and this guy on the phone. He is already telling. He is packing up. Yeah. He is just getting ready to just get out of Dodge, mm-hmm. be done. And one of his guys was like. What are you doing? It's just a car. And he was like, no, it's John Wick's car. Yeah. <laughs> like, we need to go. The guy's phone rings. And he was like, I think John uh, Wick says something like, you have my car. You have my car. And he was like, uh, uh, <laughs> just the silence. And yeah. then at that point, the guy was like, I'm dead. The best part <laughs> about that whole sequence is, you know, as all this mayhem's happening with John Wick killing mm-hmm. all of his men. They cut back to him, like, listening <laughs> to what's happening in the warehouse. And he just looks frightened. He looks mm-hmm. like, I don't know what's happening, but it does not sound. I'm just hearing people screaming. Because, you know, he yeah. not only knows, like, it seems like the older generation in this movie, like, the people who are a few years older than John Wick, they know exactly who he is. They know everything that he has done. They know that by the time he is there, it is a wrap. Yeah. Like, just game over. You are done. Once he, once once Baba Yaga comes for you, it's it's uh mm-hmm. your your days, your minutes are on your life. It's all very much a, a matter of time before he gets to you. And so they all react like that. They all react like they know that the death is coming for them at some point. Mm-hmm. And Baba Yaga, so that is the Russian word for boogeyman. The closed captioning, or not the closed captioning, the subtitling mm-hmm. in this movie, really slick. Same with the first yeah, one. Yeah, real slick. Because they make it they make it part of the movie. It looks kind comic of, bookish away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like fades in. Mm-hmm. It has different fonts. It is not like different colors. Yeah, it is not a simple like yellow font at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, similar to, oh, Andy would get mad at me if you ever listen to this. He never does. Uh, Timur Bekmambetov. 
who did like day watch and night watch mm -hmm. he always faded in like he made the subtitling part of the movie and part of the characters that's a really cool fact so and yeah just why not mm -hmm. like we're used to seeing stuff at the bottom of the screen like make it interesting and, and it, it keeps your eyes focused on the film and you're not having to like dart down to read what's happening yeah that's that's the, also the beauty of how they do it yeah so this one again like i talked about in the first one the world building gets expanded even more right so we learn about these markers mm -hmm. that they have yep that you need a favor for someone it's a blood oath mm -hmm. pick my finger i do a favor for you so then now you owe a favor for me so uh, santino tit for tat tit for tat right mm -hmm. santino shows up wants him to wants to cash in his marker whatever santino did for him allowed him to get out of the game that mm -hmm. impossible task they keep talking about <laughs> so he he asked john wick for a mm -hmm. favor wick says no says i'm out the game santino's like mm, you got to do it mm -hmm. santino blows up his house wick comes for him it, no wick goes to um the continental and mm -hmm. talks to the manager mm -hmm. played by ian mcshane who's awesome. like hey man first of all you should have never done a deal with that snake mm -hmm. santino but also, we know it's it's a very much a rules-driven world, mm -hmm. which is one of the things I like about the world. Absolutely. He's like, there's two rules, right? Honor your marker. You don't kill on... On uh, continental grounds. Continental grounds. Those are the, those are the two rules. Mm -hmm. And you knew what you were doing. Just do what he wants. So so Wick meets up with Santino, who's like, I need you to kill my sister. He's like, why? He's like, I can never do it. I just... I love, I, I, love, so I love her so much. <laughs> Family is so important. And but I need you to murder her because I want her seat at the table. I don't want, mm -hmm. you know, he wants to run at this, the call the high council. Mm -hmm. So he wants her seat at the table and ask Wick to go and do this this thing. Mm -hmm. And so since Wick is the ultimate sort of badass, he gets to, he's the guy you asked to do it. Um, Santino said, look, had, had you stayed retired, I would have never asked you. Mm -hmm. Since you came out the game, because of your car, because of your dog. Yeah, since you came out and you're you're out here killing these streets again, yeah, I'm gonna need you to do this for me. You owe me mm -hmm. one. So then he, Wick goes out, goes to Rome, mm -hmm. and that's where we the world expands even more. So we yep. see the Continental in Rome. Mm -hmm. We see their manager. Uh, we we get to meet the people who make the guns, the people who make the bulletproof suits, and the mm -hmm. people who make. Then he gets some knives. Um, he gets plans for the catacombs in Rome. Which, that was one of my... I mean, yes, it was it was amazing that they incorporated all of these things. And it did start to feel a little... I don't say hokey, but like... Oh, for sure. Very... But they knew what they were doing. I think yeah, that it was it's, very self-referential. The entire movie... These two movies are very, very much self-aware, right? Mm -hmm. So there's, there's part of the realism where he's shooting and he's having to reload... Yes, that he's was having awesome. Hand, right? He's constantly reloading, right? It's not like Rambo. Mm -hmm. Like I was saying, I watched Cobra the other day, right? And, right. Ram <laughs> and Stallone is just shooting people mm -hmm. for 20 nah, minutes. he doesn't reload. Mm -hmm. He's just... Nope. Like, this is a shotgun. How are you still shooting like 12 people? Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, this... So there's the there's there's that realism, right? Mm -hmm. And also, our our main character, John Wick, gets hurt. He gets stabbed. He gets hit a by cars. Lot. He gets punched. He's, mm -hmm. he's got bruises on his body. He looks tired. He's exhausted. Um, he's sad. He's angry. Mm -hmm. So, so he's a very realized person. But also, there's the comic book aspect of it, right? Yep. Where they're having these shootouts in the street, and the police never show up. No. Uh, crowds rarely react to what they're seeing. There's that whole knife out in the subway. At, yeah. at the end, there's the gag where everyone runs off the train. But mm -hmm. for the most part, people are just sitting there while these two men 
are doing the most amazing knife fight on the mm-hmm. train, right? Which led to one of the most ridiculous scenes when they get off of the train. Yeah. They're walking through a crowded terminal, train terminal, mm-hmm. on two different levels, trying to shoot at each other. With silencers. It's fun. With silencers, but there, and there are people all around. Again, right? So, <laughs> to me, that's the comic book aspect of it, yeah. right? It's... it's it's the, the the final shootout in the museum where it's just people coming at John Wick like a video mm-hmm. game. Just, and like real world isn't happening around them during these moments, right? right? So that's the part of the world that's really sort of like you said before, kind of hyper realism that mm-hmm. they have. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't have a world where there's no one else around, just the two of them. So you put people around, but then you just in sort of this bubble, these two hitmen are going at it. Mm-hmm. Like even in Rome, when there's that when he fights Common for the first time. Which there's there's a huge shootout in there, but next, there's no one around. Yeah, it's Rome, and there's no one. the The police never show up. The mm-hmm. police never show up in this movie, ever. Yeah, that is true. He shoots two <laughs> people in a subway, and people get off the train, and no one reacts. Like those those, those two bodies are dead. Before <laughs> right. they get on the subway, he he has murdered two men who were oh, just and then, laying out. There's no cameras. Could he cameras go pick up people? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah, like I couldn't I couldn't imagine. So when he has to go do this hit, right? I couldn't imagine him breaking into this woman's place of, mm-hmm. of living, who's part of this high council, mm-hmm. and she has no security, no security cameras, like none. Well, that yeah, that that was one of the big things for me because zero. when he goes on this mission, we will not spoil you know anything about this movie. Mm-hmm. But when he goes on this mission, at one point, when he when he gets to her, yeah, no, undetected, undetected, super spy, back alleyways, whatever. Ten minutes later, he is going through hundreds of people, and you're like, right. "Bro, if you had a way <laughs> to sneak in to to take care of a situation, why not just go back that way? Like, why are you suddenly jumping again, up on again, a stage?" The hyper realism, like he's shooting people on a dance floor. Yeah. He he literally shoots <laughs> a guy on stage. Everyone keeps dancing, and I was like, "Wait, was that a bad guy?" He or that shoots just, a like, man <laughs> on stage when, yeah. he, when he's walking out. He shoots the dude runs like, and people are just like, "Yeah." I'm like, it's not part of the show, you guys. There's a dead man on the stage, yeah. but that's part of the show. That that's part of what makes it fun. literally blood on the dance floor. Right, and one of the things I love that they do is like he'll raise his gun to shoot someone who's not in frame yet, mm-hmm. and as they come into frame, boom, this person's laid out. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. There's a lot of that. And the, the and catacombs has one of my favorite scenes. The catacomb, like that fight mm-hmm. scene, we kind of ragged on, and again, we will bring it up again. Live by night. Uh, the final gun battle. Yeah, the, the yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, really yeah. confusing. Very confusing. This one, I I got it. Like, if I have to give it some crap, I do not understand the structure of these catacombs. I do not no. understand why Common and when they're when Common and John Wick are fighting, mm-hmm. how they keep them up at the same place. Like, the the fight choreography was great, but I, I it got real confusing sometimes. It was like, wait, you just went down this hallway. Right. Why are you doubling back? But then going through, like, yeah. It was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're just putting buys in front of John Wick to kill. I mean, at that point, I just suspended belief. Like, you're, you're, at this point, you're just putting people in front of him so he can murder them in the most insane way possible. Mm-hmm. There's that scene where he, he's got that, that crazy shotgun. Cause he's, I love when he's ordering his weapons because the guy's just... Super serious, British, And that's gentleman. the thing I love about it. Like, it's very, everything they do is very gentlemanly. Yeah. It's, what Secret society. It's thank you. you know. Have a good... Enjoy your stay, Mr. Wick. Mm-hmm. Um... I hope you have fun at your party, Mr. Wick. Is, it, is this an, evening, no, an evening wear yeah. or no, day wear? No, he's going to murder people, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
She's like, oh, dessert. He just, the look on his face is like, ugh, I got these freshly stoned knives. <laughs> so he sells Wick all these guns. So he says, I need something for the evening that's that's loud and boisterous. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, I got just the thing, right? So he's in a catacombs and he, he's got these guns placed and he's shooting the hell out of everybody. Everybody. He points a gun at this guy and it clicks. Mm-hmm. It's no more ammunition. Mm-hmm. But he's got the guy pinned down. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so he keeps the gun pointed in this man's chest, mm-hmm. reloads, yeah. and shoots him. Shoots the dude in the chest. But it's such, I mean, I'm saying it faster than it happens. It's mm-hmm. such a, like, the pacing of it is what makes it such a crazy yeah. scene. Because the guy kind of, like, all goes, this, goes like, to get up a little bit, yeah. and he shoves him back down, yeah. loads, it's shoots. It's all like, this gun kata stuff, right? Right. And then all of a sudden, there's a scene where he can't shoot this guy, and the guy's trying to wrestle away. He's got him pinned down. He's got the gun in him. Reloads. Mm-hmm. Shoots him and keeps it moving. Yeah, that's what makes this movie so amazing to watch because the patience to put that in in a to put that in a in this huge action set piece where mm-hmm. it starts off with him upstairs shooting at a at a party at a right concert and it ends with him wrestling with Common at at the Continental. Mm-hmm. But it's like a five minute scene of of. Yeah. And he gets beat up. He gets shot. He gets hit by a car. He gets that was one of the thrown. things I, He gets stabbed yeah. in the shoulder. Things that I loved about this movie is like this is not some neo type character who right. barely. If he gets punched, people are like, "Ooh, mm-hmm. no, he is human." Oh, he's like, getting beat he up. He is hyper realistic. He got hit by like three cars. Okay, that was that got a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> he got <laughs> hit by a car. He got hit by a car and then slammed into a girder, like a yeah. steel girder. But again, if they had done that and he gets up and keeps going. It'll be one thing, but he gets up real slow. He gets up like a guy who got like, hit by a car. Like, oh. Like, that That was great. Because and in this hyper-realistic world, it was good to have that kind of little bit of realism. But the kill count in this movie. it's uh, It said 124. You actually looked it up? No, 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 no. I so, like, so I went and saw it again yesterday with my friend uh-huh. and her husband and her brother-in-law. And he counted the first John Wick. We were talking about kill counts yeah, for yeah. shows like 24 and these movies. and. He said he was going to count, and he counted. He counted 124 kills by John Wick. Man. 124. And the, it would be one thing if it were like a, an army type scene or a military type scene. Right. Nope. Most of these are just one-on-one. I mean, there there is a scene that they kind of mention in the first movie when they're like, he killed three dudes with a pencil, blah, blah. That pencil comes into play in this second movie mm-hmm. in one of the most brutal Brutal kills uh, again. Of the whole show, even even, the whole movie. even in that that montage, right? Mm-hmm. He's in the subway. He's in the park, and like people are just walking around, and he's like having a whole fight with this sumo wrestler dude. Yeah, that that was a bit ridiculous. But, but you see what I'm saying? Like that's part of the world, right? You get mm-hmm. to watch these movies, and there's this realism, and then he gets to take on someone, and people react as if nothing's happening. the The editing that was the other thing is like the editing was just weird because it would intercut two or three different fight scenes yeah and you're not quite sure which one came before the other yeah there was one where like he got stabbed in the side and then you see that in a second fight he shot oh yeah he gets he shot. shoot the violin <laughs> the violin oh, yeah, yeah. shoots him like in the side and then but then the it cuts to another scene where he does not have that wound yet right so i think that was mainly the director who again comes from a stunt background right. like the director is legitimate martial artist i think mainly he was like I just want to show everything. But that was that was kind of the style of it. Like when when he goes to Rome and he's getting all the stuff done. Like it's mm-hmm. like him getting planned for the catacomb. It's yep. him getting his bulletproof suit. 
It's him getting his weapons, and that's all sort of spliced together as one big moment. Um, so yeah, that's kind of I think his directorial, the editing style they went with, mm-hmm. and it works. Like if you if you're anyone who's signing up to see John Wick is totally okay with that. Yeah, because it's just him shooting people, and then it ends with him back in New York City. Mm-hmm. Unless oh, we're completely missing something a- after he goes on this to honor his marker. Mm-hmm. There's a hit put out for him for seven million dollars, mm-hmm. according to Learn. Lawrence Fishburne is a lot of money. Right. <laughs> so he's now is, you know, this hit goes wide. And that's the other thing. Like the the world they build is so crazy. Mm-hmm. Like all those women who work in that whatever it is. Oh yeah. They've yeah. got that old school like telephone operator, system. operator room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They they're all dressed the same. Mm-hmm. In like these pink outfits from like the nineteen fifties. Mm-hmm. And then but then they all have these, these tattoos. Yeah. Like it's crazy. The, the design is awesome, and especially because and they got these old computers they're using. Yeah, well, old computers, rotary phones, rotary phones, which kids ask your grandparents what a rotary phone like, is. Like when they went and got his files, like from a library. Mm-hmm. And then that girl goes and gets his file. Yeah. So anyway, a hits put out. So you, when the hits put out, you get to see that they call this number as accounts payable, and mm-hmm. it's like I want to put out a hit for John Wick and open open hit open, or whatever. Hit. Yeah. So mm-hmm. everyone in New York City has this hit for him. Everyone, everyone, all anyone active gets a hit on their phone on these these burners, like burners from the wire, mm-hmm. on these burner phones that says, you know, hey, this is happening with John Wick. Mm-hmm. So now he's trying to he's trying to get to Santino. The third act of the film was him trying to get to Santino, right. and also trying to avoid getting murdered by everyone in New York City. Yeah, and, and this film also has Ruby Rose in it, who has which zero lines in it. Okay, Ruby Rose, are you you over you over Ruby Rose already? What is ha- oh, she has the best <laughs> agent. In Australian Hollywood, um, she was in Triple X. She has no Fast lines. And Furious. She's like two lines in Triple X. She is in John. Like she's in Fast and Furious. I thought. I think so. The new one. I thought she was. Is she not? Or maybe okay. she is. Listen, it might have been. I don't know. I might have been getting Triple X and Fast and Furious confused. She's definitely in Triple X. They look. Those movies look the same. But yeah, like she is getting a lot of work, doing not much. Mm-hmm. So good for her. Good for her agent. It was just like learn some sign language. <laughs> yeah, which, which was John Wick speaks what a dozen languages, but she, in these movies, yeah. but she she looked like a person who would be a hit woman for someone like Santino. But she has a the thing about Ruby Rose is she has a great look mm-hmm. for film. Like she, yeah. you could kind of believe she might be a sniper, even though she tied herself up in, up in a tree somehow. <laughs> in Oh God, I forgot uh, about that scene. <laughs> she like flips around. Uh, so yeah. bad. Yeah, but that. she has a really like she, she has, has a, look. a strong look. The same with Com. Oh, we're saying this on group text. Common has that look. Mm-hmm. And this is this is the best we've seen. Common. <laughs> we, Can we give we, Lonnie we, some praise? We rag on him so much, but this is this a is good the, performance. This is this is what Common's good at. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of lines. Mm-hmm. Kind of had to be like a real straightforward hitman. Listen, he was a hitman in um, run, was it run run all night. Remember oh, yeah, he yeah. shows up, but they made him cheese. They tried to make him mm-hmm. like Brother Muzone from the Wire, and that just didn't work. <clears throat> but this is a much better s- s- look for him. Mm-hmm. Very few lines. Yep, decent action. Decent action. Like there, you can definitely tell that Keanu Reeves has been doing this for a long time yeah. because the camera loves him. Yeah, when he when Keanu Reeves is in a fight scene. You, for the most part, you know when it is Keanu Reeves, and then if it does a little cutaway, yeah, it was a really complicated thing. Yeah. 
when he is fighting Common, there are a lot of scenes when you see the back of Common's head. Yeah. All this. And I was like, okay, that was yeah, a stunt guy. Yeah, it's not Common. But because it's, t- I mean, that kind of stuff is tough to do. For so sure. this was as much crap as we give Lonnie for his, his acting. <laughs> right. This was the best I think yep. we've seen him. Agreed. And good for him. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. 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 And especially for this whole, both of these movies. These, the first one, that was the first time directing it. This mm-hmm. is an original story. Like, I got to give credit where credit is due. Yeah. Like, this is pretty amazing. And he already said that he is planning a trilogy. So, oh, for sure. And the way that the this one kind of ends, you're like, okay. I'm in. G- give me the next one in two yeah. years. Whatever. Let's go. I'm, I'm down for John Wick Chapter 3 or the final chapter, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. It'll probably be yep. John Wick the final chapter. Probably. And it'll be crazy chaos <laughs> and they'll, they'll up the stakes because this is making some money mm-hmm. so you know they have more money to play with and they'll be able to sort of go out with it with a huge bang but i again i like wick as a character i think he's mm-hmm. one of the coolest characters in action i've seen in a long time he's a very tortured man who's trying to find peace um trying to find peace while recognizing the chaos that he lives in yeah recognizing the chaos around him but is that just the like... peace though like like is, is mm. that him is is being this hitman him? Is that how he lives? Or mm-hmm. is it this other life that he found? Or was that just sort of like a vacation for him? Yeah. Because he seems, because he's, he's really good at what he does. Very, very good. Um, And you keep seeing him trying to get away from it, but every time he tries to get away from it, because that scene at the bar with Common where he was like, you know, am, am I, he says, are you out? He says, am I? He was like, no. No. Or are, are you active? You no, because no, like they're, they're at the bar talking. He was mm-hmm. telling like he's never really gonna be out the game. Yeah. Like, there's a reason why he has suits in other places. There's a reason why he had that stuff buried in his house. Because mm-hmm. he knows there's a matter of time before he has to get pulled back in, and he's back. Yeah, as much as he doesn't want to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so on to the rating system for this podcast. Yes. Uh, so the rating system for this podcast, there are only three choices. Mm-hmm. They are not stars. They're not letter grades because those get ridiculous. <laughs> the three choices are good, bad, and ugly. A good film is something that you would immediately recommend that you were excited about that lived up to the expectations that you had them. Bad was something that, you know, you did not hate it. It was just kind of there and you just kind of absorbed it. Ugly, avoid uh, at all costs. So, Tim, People's Critic. Yes. I, most people already know because we really are not good at kind of burying the lead. I, yeah. uh, but your official rating for John Wick Chapter 2. My official rating is good. Uh, action sequels. I mean, sequels are definitely hard to do. Mm-hmm. Action sequels at times can be really tough. And they. this is what you want out of a sequel for a film. You want to expand the world a little bit. You want to up the stakes. You want to do crazier things you did in the first mm-hmm. movie. And you want to stay true to the heart of the first film. And I think they accomplished all of those things. And that's what makes John Wick Chapter 2 just an enjoyable film to watch. Like most people I talked to were like, yeah, that was a really good sequel. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's kind of what you want people to say. Yeah. It's not like the Fifty Shades Darker sequel. Where people are like, <laughs> Hot garbage. <laughs> and people are, are like, oh, gosh, again. Yeah. Yeah. And, and my thoughts on it, when I saw the first John Wick, mm-hmm. it was one of the best action movies of this decade. Oh, for sure. Like, it is... For sure. It is phenomenal. It is up there with, like, The Raid and The Raid Redemption, where it is a type of action... The Raid 2, great sequel. Yeah. It is a type of action movie that we don't get that often, and it is the blueprint 
for action movies should be. Yeah, I made a, I made a list of of good action sequels. Mm. It was like The Raid Two, mm-hmm. Die Hard Two, yep. Terminator Two, mm-hmm. um, Captain America, um, Winter Soldier. Yeah, for sure. And Aliens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it is it is tough to do a sequel when you know that you get a little bit more money when you right. be successful. The Matrix, the sequels were terrible because they were like. Oh man, we have so much more money. We're gonna put fifty <laughs> Agent Smiths there. With yeah. this movie, oh, I forgot about that. Scene. Yeah, so bad. With this movie, they're like, "Cool, our first one made money. We have a little bit more. Right. We're just gonna make the fight sequences tighter. Right. Like they stayed within their lane. They stayed within their means. Right. And it made sense. But it allows you to get people like Common and yeah. Lawrence Fishburne and Ruby Rose, and you get to put these people in the film. Because who else was in the film other than? The dude from Game of Thrones in the first movie. Ian McShane. I mean, like they're they were well John known. Zamo. Yeah, like they were they were well known yeah. actors. But, but you get to get more people in there, right? Yeah. You get to be part of this cool franchise. And I think the third movie's gonna have a bigger name. Yeah. And it'll be fun to watch. Because he's gotta have a big bad. It can't be Ian McShane because he mm-hmm. runs the Continental. Yeah. It's gotta be somebody. So so my official rating, I I loved this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh the the kill count was insane. One twenty four. Uh one twenty four. It's a lot of bodies. But yeah, my official rating is is good. Yeah. Like really enjoyed it. Solid film. Especially for a sequel. Mm-hmm. It knew its budget, it knew its limitations, and it and it worked. Yes, yeah, it's, it's just a very self aware film. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Understands it understands it's it knows, and Furious it knows what kind it of is. the same way. Kind of the same way. Like mm-hmm. they understand how ridiculous they are. And it's fine. Everyone around Around that whole universe they've built understands how ridiculous. That's why when you watch the trailer and a submarine shows up, you're like, huh, they got a sub. And Ludacris is like, I've always wanted a tank. And it was like, dude, you used to yeah. just have races down like right? Santa Monica. But we're like, okay with what? it, right? We're okay with the fact Ugh. that they brought in uh, Natalie Emanuel to be a hacker and she doesn't do any hacking. No. That's fine. And Charlize. Girl, Everyone, what what are you doing in this movie? These franchises make dope. Like oh, okay, I, yeah. I get, I'd be in one of those movies. I don't care if I just got beat up by Dom. I'd be right. In. Mm, you could take him. Yeah. Th- these days, I'm, ta- I'm taller than him. Actually, so let's let's go. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I am. I love Vin Diesel. I am taller than Vin Diesel. He is looking real fluffy these days. Yeah, might be in better shape to him now. There I you lost, go. lost some weight. There you go. Take him out. Uh, cool. So moving on to Lego Batman now. You still have not seen this. I have not. We because had you're a terrible sp- person. No, we had that snow day, and I, mm-hmm. I missed the screening, and then I couldn't make the next one. So Yeah, they rescheduled a couple times. It made it really confusing. They put a screening in like, the middle of the day on a Tuesday. Couldn't do that. And I was like, no. And then they rescheduled it again in the evening. So luckily, I was able to catch it. Uh, so Lego Batman. Honestly, I do not need to really go into the story of, right. of this one because watch the clips. This is not a movie that you can really spoil so i, I will not <gasps> no really spoilers well i mean i i will not i will not give spoilers but it just okay so lego batman is based on the batman character from, from the lego movie the lego movie okay voiced by will arnett mm-hmm. who with this performance as far as as far as batman voices it goes kevin conroy okay because he he will always yeah he's be the batman <laughs> That's the, and that's for those who don't know, that's the Batman voice from the animated yeah, movies. Yeah, from the animated series. And the TV show. From Justice League. Yeah. For, I mean, like, from all of the video games, like, Kevin Conroy is phenomenal. Yeah. He, he is, like, he has the best Batman voice because he understands. That's you, the Batman voice I hear when I'm reading comics. Absolutely. That's the voice he, I hear. He understood way back then. 
the Bruce Wayne to Batman shift was only a little bit. It was a little bit drop, it was a little more gravelly, but you could still understand everything he was saying. Looking at you, Christian Bale. Oh, don't come um, on. <laughs> Bale? Come on. Yeah. I like yeah. I liked Bale as Batman. Mm. Bale's my favorite Batman. Uh, you might change your mind after you see Lego Batman. <laughs> so I mean because he had to act. Like Will yes. Arnett's not having to act. But so that being said, so Kevin Conroy at the top. Right. Will Arnett is He's really two? is really, he is working his way up. Oh man. Because this Batman was amazing. <laughs> like you you just bought into it. Okay. You talk about self referential things. This makes reference and I think they made a clip of or there's a clip of this online. He references every other Batman movie right. within the movie. So you're like, oh, oh, when I was really angry in 2005, when I did this, he was like, and that weird time I was in 1966, and it shows a live act, like a clip of Adam West doing the Batusi dance. Like, this movie nailed it on wow. every nostalgia point, and it still made a compelling story in the movie. Okay. Keeping in mind, this is a Lego movie, everybody. Right. Calm down if you're nothing, like... Nothing crazy. No. This is... This is a very palatable Batman movie because it, it is meant for kids. I'm not one of those, dare I say, critics <gasps> who are right who are like, well, this movie is meant for kids, so blah, blah. Right. It is a movie. It's a movie. It is just a movie. So look at it like that, and this is a solid movie. Okay. Like, the performances were, were all really good. The animation, these movies take a long yeah. time to make. They've been making this for a while. Two years. I remember when it was announced. I yeah, that. I'd be like, I'm gonna do another Batman Lego movie. I mean, so they, but it, it looks beautiful, and not only does it look beautiful because just the animation they have is great, but the sound design, right? As the characters are walking on the little circles, and you hear like click, 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 click. Yeah, little things like that. Uh, all of the weapon fire in this, you hear that. So if someone is like jumping out of the way, shooting guns, you hear them say pew 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 pew. pew. <laughs> so just. It was adorable. Like, oh. I had so much fun. It sounds like a fun film. Yeah, like, this, and again, this sounds super critic-y. Uh, it's all right. This was the most fun I've had in a movie in a while. Like, I was fortunate last week with John Wick and Lego, because both of them, like, Tim and I sat next to each other for, for the John Wick screening. We are laughing. Yes. We, like, we're just like, ooh. Wincing. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean. A lot of, ooh, ooh. Those are those movies yeah. that I think are incredible. Lego Batman, same thing. Mm-hmm. We had people in the theater from four years old to 60. Everybody had a blast. It reminds me, I remember seeing Machete in the theater. <laughs> okay. And it wasn't the best movie I had seen, mm-hmm. but it was the most fun I had in the movie theater all year. Yeah. People were, it was a Machete, I remember, and I remember seeing The Raid during Emerald City Comic Con. Ooh. And it was like a bunch of us went over to go watch it mm-hmm. because we had this long gap between panels. And it was only in Seattle for like a hot two weeks. And it was a Pacific place. So we just yep. walked over to Pacific place. And like, I remember just that crowd being like, like foaming at the mouth watching yeah. that movie. Yeah. So this movie, yeah. same thing. It is a, like, it is a magical thing. I love going to the movies. I have yeah. always loved it. I will always love it. It is a magical thing when you're in a theater with a bunch of people having that shared experience. Mm-hmm. When everybody is laughing, everybody is having a great time. So, yeah, I mean, it was it was great. Let me look at some of my other points. Uh-oh. Except you, it was you got more points. Of course, I do. Uh, sound design is great. Bat, great Batman voice and tone. He did switch a little bit when he did the Bruce Wayne, but he was only Bruce Wayne in this for 
yeah, maybe like five, ten minutes. Okay. But he had fun. Like, again, this is Lego Batman. If you were going into this being like, I want my nitty gritty Batman. Yeah. Shut up. No. But, even, but like Will, Ar- Will Arnett is funny. Like even he if is. you watch his legitimately. Like he's legitimately a funny person. Yeah. And that works. Mm-hmm. And it works especially in this world that is so self-referential. Right. And that they understand, you know, kind of, they understand what they're doing. Yeah, they're making a kid's movie. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the voice cast was madness. Like, there were so many people. Maybe one of my only, I'll not say gripes, maybe just because we talk about Kevin Connor being the voice of, of Batman. Right. When you read any Joker stuff, who do you hear? Mark Hamill. Exactly. <laughs> Hearing Mark Hamill reading... Trump's Trump tweets? tweets as the Joker is the best. Only way I can hear his tweets. Yeah. Only way I, yeah. It's great. So seeing another Joker yeah. and not hearing either Mark Hamill or Heath Ledger, you know, it was weird. It was Zach Galifianakis who, granted, did his own thing. He was not trying to be Mark Hamill. He was not trying to be Heath Ledger. Did his own thing. He used to not be my choice for a Joker. No. And it, it, it was okay. It, it was not great. There were some of the voice cast that were... That were great. Um, Ray Fiennes as mm-hmm. Alfred. That was perfect. That was perfect. Like, that made total sense. He was sarcastic. He was serious. He was empathetic. Uh, Michael Sarah as this out-of-control Robin. When I say out-of-control, like, he is this orphan who is just jumping all over the place. And I was wow. like, you're going to be my dad, and we're going to be best friends. Like, but it works. It was yeah, Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah is great, yeah. So I need more of him. He's so funny. Yeah. And, oh, hashtag Bay. Rosario Dawson, yes, uh, as Batgirl slash Barbara Gordon, that works. Was great. She's also done some voice acting for the the animated movies. Yeah, was she? She was Wonder Wonder Woman. Woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, she was great in it. Uh, but one of the things that he only has maybe three lines, but as soon as I heard it, it made me smile. You see Two Face in this, yeah, voiced by. Billy D. Williams, who was <laughs> who is Harvey Dent in, in the, the first, first Batman, Batman in 1989, turns into and Batman. thankfully he is actually voicing him again in a. I think they're doing a Batman 66 animated movie. Good. So like that was awesome. That's good to hear. Because again, it, they like to tie it in. They have all these people that want to be involved, and they're like, "Cool, here are ten lines. Record it in an hour." Right. Whenever you want. Whenever you want. Send it to us. <laughs> we're good. Yeah. So uh, there were a couple of parts that were. You said Zoe Kravitz was voicing. Huh? Yeah, Zoe for like a second. You know, first of all, don't talk about Zoe so dismissive. Come on. <laughs> let, let, let's set the table for her. Let's give her the praise she deserves. Uh, all right. Zoe Kravitz voiced Catwoman. These Godfather Part 2. These Zoe Kravitz voiced. Yeah. Yeah. Catwoman. Let's, let's for, show her some, like she deserves minutes. it. She deserves some love. Yeah. Come on. Um, Have you seen her Instagram? Yeah. <sighs> Let's be respectful. All right. Moving on. <laughs> let's be let's show some respect. Come on. Come uh on. keep it classy. So yeah, the voice the voice cast was great. Uh they pulled everybody. Uh within the first five minutes. Yeah. Like people were talking about like how Deadpool breaking the fourth wall, whatever. Mm-hmm. This movie breaks, smashes, kicks down the fourth wall multiple times. Wow. Okay. And it just it was fun. Like I, yeah. the easiest thing, easiest way I could describe it, it was just fun. I had a blast. Um, You'd highly recommend this for kids? Oh, yeah. I mean, because, again, this this is a kid's movie. Okay. The adults in the theater, the grandparents in the theater. Is there too much adult humor for kids? 
Luckily, no, because a lot of times with these movies, you have to wonder, like, what kind of line are they writing? Shrek. Yeah. The first Shrek was the first kids movie. I was like, this is not a right. kids movie. Like, it just, it crossed that line. Are there a bunch of pop culture references? Like, current? Every, every two minutes. Yeah. That movie's not going to age well. That's the only so, problem with it. There are those movies, when you make all these pop culture references, they don't really age well. Yeah, but I think with something like this, You're it, will, it will age better. Specific Batman references, that's fine. But, like... yeah. Um, current songs like if you mention the Migos or something that's not gonna work if they had that would be incredible (laughs) Um, my friend texted me afterwards he said Lego movie too long would you agree hmm it's all she said Lego movie too long it I would agree in the sense of especially for a kids movie keep in mind these parents and grandparents and brothers and sisters are going to have to watch this movie 500 times yes oh could it be like trimmed? frozen? Right. Could it be trimmed down a little bit? Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, could could you leave some stuff on the cutting room floor? Of course. Do you need to? Maybe not. Yeah. But it was, yeah. It I was mean, still, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. Th- there was definitely some stuff with Batman. One of Batman's uh, uh, vehicles, this I think Skulker or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, where it kind of has a character of its own, and that is a little bit weird. So you can, you, yes, you could clean it up, mm-hmm. but yeah. Had a blast. Uh, the the Joker Batman relationship in this is incredible. Okay. Uh, the Joker just Batman has a good relationship with everybody in this movie, mm-hmm. while recognizing what it is. Okay. So thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. To the rating of good, bad, and ugly, absolute good. Okay. I will watch this again. Probably not in theaters. Uh, but yeah, when it comes on again. I'll watch it, if only for those references again, and because it was a blast. Right. All right. So, yeah, uh, that about wraps it up. Uh, what are th- what are things that, uh, that you got coming up? Uh, you know, The Walking Dead is back tonight. Oh, yeah, it is. Are you off The Walking Dead? Yep, you about three train? seasons off. Ah, come on, man. <laughs> it's back tonight, so I'll be checking that out. Homeland, which is one of my favorite shows. Okay. Is uh is back. It took a week off for the Super Bowl, I think, which we won't discuss. Ugh. Um, <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah, just that. Um, next week we've mm-hmm. got some movies to see. Next week, next week, yeah. So on next, you were listening to this on Wednesday. So the following... hello from the past. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we we will be talking about a bunch of movies on the next episode. Uh, Fist fight Fist with fight. Ice Cube because why not? Yeah, Ice Cube. We should do an episode on. Rappers turned actors. Oh, I'm down. Because there are some that are very successful, some that are marginally successful, some that should just stop. I just was watching Hall- Halloween Resurrection with Buster Rhymes. Okay. Yeah. The, f- first of all, this movie, <laughs> uh-huh. Halloween Resurrection, is a fun rewatch. Really? It's, I have it, not it, watched it since it's then. It's the <laughs> one where they all go to the house. Like, mm-hmm. they're feeling this. This is before reality TV became what it is now. And they're all yep. filming this re- reality show in Michael Myers' home. So Which it's is a great idea. Right. It's uh what is it called? Something entertainment. I forgot the name of the show. Scare Entertainment. Wow. Whatever. So it's Buster Rhymes and Tyra Banks, right? So we've got this house that <laughs> got terrible. Camera. This is hundred percent factual if you've never seen this. They've got this house set up with all these cameras and they they're bringing in like six kids to uh, and they're wearing cameras on to walk around the house. Mm-hmm. And so the gag is going to be Buster Rhymes dressed as Michael Myers walking around scaring these kids. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't you know? Michael Myers actually no. shows up at his house and starts murdering these kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the guy from Save the Last Dance is in there. He gets murdered in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. He's like a he's like a chef. 
he gets killed with a bunch of knives hmm. of course um but, but, so then one of the guys is like some nerdy dude is into this girl who's there and he's messaging her and they're seeing they're watching this live stream and right anyway the best part of the film is at the end okay and it's not buster arms fighting michael myers which is ridiculous <laughs> It's the girl. I like hang my head in shame. Yeah. It's, so the girl's like the main girl, mm-hmm. the final girl. Right. The final girl. The final girl is walking around the house. Mm-hmm. Michael Myers has, has filleted all of her friends. And she gets grabbed from behind. Mm-hmm. And it's Buster Rhymes. And he's like, Oh no. What does he say? Everyone is dead. Mm-hmm. We got to get out of here. He says that I mean, he drops the f bomb. Right. Like, we have to get the f out of here. I was mm-hmm. like, it was the realest thing in that movie where he was mm. like, he grabbed him, was like, people are dead. Uh, we gotta go. So he survived. He survives the movie. Yeah, him wow. and her survive. Yeah, they have. Yeah, he ends up. We could do a whole different episode. Uh, <laughs> he, he ends up like using some like kung fu oh, and like gosh. he's a, he's a much more trimmed down buster than what we see now. So okay. he, he's a little more athletic, mm-hmm. and so um, I think they end up. Like kicking Michael Myers into a bunch of wires. Sure. No, no. Yeah. So Michael Myers is just throwing him around like a ragdoll, right? Mm-hmm. Throws him against this like wall of crap. Mm-hmm. Michael Myers is standing in blood. Buster Rhymes grabs in slow motion, grabs like some electrical cords, throws it on the blood, shocks Michael Myers. He falls back <laughs> into more wires with mm-hmm. more electricity. Um, and then they leave. But of course, he survives that. Of course. Of course, he survives. Because they have made. There's more, a couple four, more movies after movies. that. Yeah, yeah. He, he survives. But uh, wow, yeah, we can do a whole. There's a bunch. I mean, there's I was some, like, we, we could. I th- I'm gonna write that down. Actually, there, there, there are there are a bunch to see. Um, but yeah, I was funny because I was just watching that movie. Like, but I forgot Buster Rhymes tried his acting because he was yeah, in. He did. He's been in a bunch. Mm-hmm. Been in a bunch of movies. Yeah. Sweet. Well, that will be a topic for another episode. Uh, yeah. So next next week, fist fight and Logan. Uh, Logan and what's that embargo up for? Logan? And the Great Wall That's with you, Matt you Damon. Are, that is that is on you. I am dragging Doctor Andy to uh, to that movie because Man, I can't do it. It's going to be hot garbage. I can't do. Every time I watch the trailer, I just look my my soul hurts. Every I time I watch the trailer, it. I'm like, this looks like it is going to be the exact type of movie that that just. I mean, it is going to be cheesy. It is going to be action. It's Wednesday. Uh, that one is yeah Wednesday. Yeah, good luck, man. Good yeah. luck, good luck to you, man. I hope I hope it surprises you and it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I doubt it will be. At, um, least, at least worth like a rental. I yeah. hope it's I hope it's that. For sure. Oh, one last thing with with Batman. Speaking of group text. Yes. Uh, so our boy Damien. Yes. Uh, from the Curly Nerd podcast. Shout out to Damien. Absolutely. So he saw the movie this weekend also, and we were, when we were all texting with each other. And he was like, Lego should do all of DC's movies. Yes. I could not agree more. <laughs> like, yeah. if they were to do a Lego Justice League, which that was one of my only problems as an adult watching this Lego Batman movie. Mm-hmm. At one point, he bursts into the Fortress of Solitude, Batman does, to talk to Superman, and the whole Justice League is there, which is awesome. But in the movie, when all this cataclysmic stuff is going on, ghosted. Like, they never get mentioned. They never swoop in and help him out. Yeah. So, like, why why even show them? They're like, busy I, doing I, I get it. Maybe but... they're trapped in the Watchtower. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Uh, but, yeah. So, if, if DC were to do, or if Lego were to do all of DC's movies, I would be on board. Yeah, all right. Uh, but, yeah. So, that will, that will be next week's episode that you can look forward to. In the meantime, how can people get a hold of you, Tim? Uh, they can reach me on Twitter, People's Critic, People's C-R-T-I-C. 
Instagram, People's Critic, Snapchat's the same. My blog, the People's Critic blog dot com. Mm-hmm. Check me out, reach out, say hi. Even if you don't leave a review, please I'll, I'll just please, <laughs> just just reach out. Somebody will. I'm sure somebody will. Please clap. Somebody. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, yeah. Reach out. Feel free. Um, tell me you hated my voice. Tell me you hated me on this podcast. Wow. Or tell me you loved me on this. There podcast. There you go. That was the best podcaster you've ever heard. There you go. Well, right, s- second. Submit best, some ideas. Listen, if you're listening to this, please submit some ideas for rappers turn actors. Yes. In case there's some people we forgot. Yeah. Because I'm sure I'm running through a list in my head right now. So I've been ever since I wrote it down, I've been just going through. It's like, all right, we got Belly. Yeah. All the way to Deep Blue Sea with it. Oh, well, I yeah. hated him in that movie. Oh, yeah. It's going to be terrible. But Ugh. uh, cool. Yeah. So as for this podcast, the About to Review podcast, you can find it on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at About to Review. You can find it on iTunes. You can find it on Stitcher. You can stream it from the website, abouttoreview.com. Uh, hopefully getting on SoundCloud pretty soon. Yes. Uh, I need Damien's help with that because SoundCloud makes me feel dumb. Really? Yeah, it just it feels weird. So I'm going to have him walk me through <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, and then, yeah, absolutely. If you leave a comment, see, yeah, let us know what you think about it. That would be great. If you want to pitch in a dollar, help out the studio, keep the lights on, patreon.com slash about to review. So for this episode, I have been your host, that guy named John. This is Tim. And we will see you next time. This has been an About to Review production. Thank you to Vexing Media, who provides audio editing services. They are a graphic design, website design, and digital media company. You can find them at their website, vexingmedia.com, or on Facebook and Twitter, at Vexing Media.